we are here to talk about a subject that is near and dear to my heart, a game that I have mercilessly ridiculed for quite a few decades now. Ooh. You may have a guess as to what this game is, a game that I don't think should exist. <laughs> I, I've, here's the thing. <laughs> I've spoken very badly of this game for many years now. I'm curious what you think we're about to talk about. My only guess is maybe Croc Legend of the oh, Gopos. Oh, yes, it oh, is Croc yeah. Legend of the Gopos. <laughs> this is all tying together now. Here <laughs> it, we go. It's some of my creative work. I have made fun of Croc. Yeah, if I was on the Croc development team, I'd kill myself. Okay, well, hold on. Um, said some mean things about it. <laughs> I don't I don't hate Croc, but I, it just seemed like such an easy game to make fun of because... Well, let's let's just get into it. So, uh, broadly, Croc is a is a mascot platformer game for the PlayStation One, released in 1997. Mm. What's what's your experience with this game? Oh gosh, I I was so young. I remember one of the big deals about it for me at the time was like when I saw it at the age that I did. It was a greatest hits title for PlayStation. Oh, interesting. So that's always kind of a brand of like, you know, it's less about the critical consensus and more about sales, sales ultimately. Yeah. So it's like, oh, this is a greatest hits. Like, yeah. oh, it's got that that special <laughs> green label. So it's like, oh, you know, it must be like yeah. pretty decent. And this is the greatest game. Yeah, yeah, like the greatest hits. Yeah. So, you know, I was probably like eight years old or something. And I like really loved Crash and Spyro. So sure, like, yeah. oh, yeah, I, I got to pick up another fun little platformer. So, you know, I, I scooped up Croc and I, I remember... I just remember the controls feeling a little jank and I sure yeah. and I vaguely remembering I think I got stuck at a boss that's like mm. in a boxing ring or there's like or maybe okay. that's one of the first bosses and then there was like and that's when I remember but there was like a later part I got stuck at but mm -hmm. like I don't remember beating it and you know there there's a point of me to understand who I was as a kid. I mm -hmm. dropped games all the time. <laughs> yeah. I I was really bad with it. And it was a very habitual thing, unfortunately. And Croc was one of them for yeah. my uh, early years. Cause yeah, because I do not remember beating it. <laughs> you know, funny you should say that. Yeah. I was playing through Croc for this video Ooh, to do some research. Beauty. And I got stuck on a few puzzles. Okay. And I, I knew that I didn't want to watch a YouTube video that was like, hey, guys. Oh. <laughs> there, I scared you. <laughs> I'm so oh sorry. That, that's the beauty of, of this podcast. Of, you know, that's spontaneous cinema, man. I, I wasn't expecting that. Scared the shit out of me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't apologize. That was fun. Uh, anyway, so they're very YouTube videos are very loud, as am I sometimes. Yeah, I looked up a, like a text walkthrough, and I forgot it's like hard to picture a three D space through text. Mm -hmm. I know this is like such an obvious thing to say, but like when you're reading a puzzle solution for Croc, yeah. and it's just someone saying "Go to the blocks," I'm like, I don't know where you're talking about, or <laughs> "Go forward," and I'm like, where where is what? Right? Yeah. So to your point, yeah, not an easy game to look up guides for. Mm. Um, also, I would say kind of a blandly designed game not to give away the the premise of this video too much but yeah. the level design's a little sus it's not like mario 64 where you're like go to the big snowman you're yeah. like, oh i know where that is all of which to say so originally when i was sort of putting this video together and planning it i wanted it knowing what i know about argonaut software who made it i was mm. thinking of making the thesis of this video that this is a, a company that does a lot of great tech stuff and like is partially responsible for the era of 3d games that emerged in the 90s so i was like here's going to be a video about why I hate Croc, but think that the tech behind it is impressive. 
And here's the thing. Uh, through my research, I found out it's actually the opposite. So by the time Croc came out, that tech was pretty dated. Mm -hmm. So Croc is not really a technical achievement on PlayStation. Mm. The Windows version a little bit, but the PS1 version of Croc, instantly outdated. The gameplay, I actually don't hate as much now. Okay. So I actually, I've, I've softened on the gameplay of Croc. It's pretty fun, uh, but we'll get into why. Mm. I will say, like, just, I guess we'll start with the gameplay. Mm -hmm. The first boss of Croc is like the dumbest boss fight in any, <laughs> it's like the worst boss fight I've ever seen. Wow. Um, I'll actually, let me bring up some footage because it's, I was kind of baffled. Like, I thought I just wasn't understanding what was happening or yeah. like I thought there must be some like hidden feature that I don't get. Mm -hmm. There must be some extra button on the controller. No, it's just like a profoundly dumb boss fight. Mm -hmm. And I was like really overthinking it. So <laughs> the boss fight is called Layer of the Feeble. So already, you already know like this is not going to be a big challenge. Oh yeah, so plot wise, there's like the, the green duck gets like transformed into like a humanoid guy <laughs> with a star on his belly button. And then the evil goblin's like, oh, go. And that's it. That's like the setup. Incredible. Okay, so as soon as you walk in, the green guy just starts running at you, and I'm like, what is happening? What is this game? All you do, it turns out, is you run until he gets tired, and then you attack him. Wow. I thought you had to run in circles. I thought you had to like jump, like, jump and hit him at a certain... No, he just like runs and then stops. <laughs> and you run faster than him, so there's no actual like gamification. It's just like... I don't know. I know this is like sort of a kid's game and this yeah. is the first, but, but like th there's a limit. <laughs> like this yeah. is a profoundly dumb boss fight. Like it's like the, you know, the devs and, and the, the very idea of the boss is that he's just like so bored in himself. He's like, eh, I guess I gotta freaking chase this guy and just gives up. Like, yeah. like, yeah, you know, even in like other kid friendly, like platformers and, you know, these bosses have, like, telegraphed attacks and animations. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I'm way overswung, and now I'm more vulnerable, blah, blah, blah. But it's, like, yeah. this is, like, it's so lethargic and just, like, everything about it is, like, not menacing. It seems like an ally. He's just some goofy dude. Like, yeah. There's no threat here. It's and not he's, palpable. He's, like, barely taller than yeah. Croc, too. Like, it's <laughs> really, there's nothing scary about it. He runs goofily. Like, again, I know this is a kid's game, but, like, you can aim a little bit higher. Yeah. Right? Like, the, like I think of some of the puzzles in, like, Freddy Fish are actually quite complex. Mm. My adult brain, sometimes I'm like, oh, who wears the cowboy hat? Like, <laughs> I, But this is just, like, this is overdoing it. Yeah. Anyway, so the, the boss fights in this game, not my favorite. The level design, subjectively, I think is kind of oversimplified. Mm. Um, but since I've said a bunch of mean things mm. about this game, I would like to jump back. Argonaut Software, who made this game. Uh, so they're a pretty important presence in like home computer 3D rendering in terms of uh, mm -hmm. gameplay. Mm -hmm. They made this game called Star Glider. And this is like the late 80s. No, this is 1986. Mm -hmm. um, so this is like the, the Macintosh has only been out for a couple years. A little bit on the primitive side of things. There's these wireframe 3D graphics. Mm -hmm. And so all the shapes are just, they're untextured, they're unshaded. It's just lines. Yeah. So this looks like about what you'd expect from a 3D game from the mid 80s. Mm -hmm. The second game, which comes out only a couple years later, it looks like a colossal leap forward in terms of the tech. So Starglider 2, and again, this is running on standard computers, home computers in 1988. Um, as you'll see, it's it's sort of that Star Fox look, right? It's yeah. these triangles, uh, unshaded triangles, but still, like, those are polygons, right? Mm -hmm. And they somehow got this to render on computers that did not really have GPUs in the way we understand them today. It's just, huh? like, I don't know. I know, I know it's like a, a kind of slow, boring-looking game, but this is very impressive tech, yeah. right? For its time, absolutely, yeah. I'm sure. Um, all of which to say, so 
I don't know if you've heard of Argonaut before, but mm-hmm. they go on to actually be commissioned by Nintendo to make Star Fox, ah. which actually looks an awful lot like this. Okay. Um, and the cool thing with Star Fox, I guess for people who don't know, is that the game cartridge had a GPU inside it. Wow. Which is an astonishing feat. And that's yeah. partially why cartridges were so much more expensive mm-hmm. relative to CDs is that you could put hardware in them. So the um, there's some quote by the developer. I don't know the exact quote. Maybe I'll put it on screen. But it's like mm-hmm. the Super Nintendo wasn't really doing any processing with Star Fox. It's like the whole like the cartridge is doing everything. Like the cartridge is doing the computing and yeah, the processing. Insane. Pretty wild stuff. Yeah. Okay. So this this next part of the story, I had to like really like do some background hunting to make sure this was true because a lot of people say this online. Okay. There's a lot of rumors floating around, and I checked. I checked some good sources, and mm-hmm. it is actually true that after Star Fox and Star Fox 2, which did not initially get released, Mm -hmm. um, Argonaut pitched a 3D Mario world to Nintendo. Mm -hmm. And they're like, look, you can play as Yoshi and like run around and Mm -hmm. you can, here's a mock-up of a 3D Yoshi game. The CEO of Argonaut was actually the first non-Nintendo employee to play Super Mario World. And so he just loved that game. And so he's like, what about a 3D version of that? Mm -hmm. And so he pitched this tech demo that was like a 3D Yoshi game where you're running around as Yoshi. Mm -hmm. And as the story goes, and as is apparently true, that game was turned down by Nintendo and they took basically the same game and rebranded it as Croc. Wow. Hence why Croc is sort of greenish and running around. So that's what happened there. Also, little, this took me down a rabbit hole. The mm-hmm. Nintendo PlayStation, if you're familiar with that. <laughs> Nintendo PlayStation. Oh, let me look up the picture. It's the best picture. Oh, good Lord. Nintendo had teamed up with Sony to do a prototype of a Super Nintendo that had a CD drive. Wow. Uh, and this is what it looked like. And it, that, the PlayStation logo is the PlayStation logo. Yeah, it is. So there's a lot happening here. So there's like a, a Super Nintendo cartridge slot and then like a Super Famicom mm-hmm. and then a CD drive. So what happens here is Nintendo pulls out of this deal at the last minute. Mm. Sony's pretty upset, and they make the PlayStation. The other thing that came out of this is Nintendo gave up on Sony and went with Philips instead. Mm -hmm. And the fallout of that deal is why we have the CDI Nintendo games. Mm. was like Nintendo's apology to Philips for canceling the contract was you get to make Hotel Mario. (laughs) Which So so Nintendo's early flirtations with CD drives like could only bring heartache because the PlayStation Mm. nearly killed Nintendo several times. All of which to say, the the video card in the Nintendo PlayStation, if it was released, was actually going to be a Super FX chip, which is what Argonaut made for Star Fox. Uh So in this hypothetical other world where the PlayStation is not its own console, but is in fact a part of Nintendo, Mm -hmm. there's also this Argonaut software would have made, the Croc people would have made the video card for the PlayStation. Anyway, that's... That's a lot of information that's nothing to do with Croc, but (laughs) what's interesting is that in the... I think early 90s, there's some uh, venture capitalists who come into Argonaut Software and say, you've got this incredible graphics division that kind of has nothing to do with the creative. Mm -hmm. It's like you have two different companies, essentially. And so they get split up into two companies, and one of which becomes all about graphics chips, and the other one becomes all about software. Mm -hmm. That's sort of where Croc comes in. Okay, so the thing with Croc, I will say... It's not the most interestingly designed game, but it is designed by someone like a group who clearly understands how 3D graphics are rendered. Because mm-hmm. especially these these crystals, um, this is just a very low poly sphere. Yeah. Um, in Blender, we call these icospheres, but it's a very easy to render shape. Mm-hmm. And not only are they like allowing that in the game, but they've embraced it. Like this is a unique shape. We're yeah. going to incorporate that into the lore of this world. And also, the, at least the first croc, this changes for the sequel to its detriment. But mm-hmm. um, the draw distances in croc are not super noticeable because the environments are all pretty small. Mm-hmm. So there's these walls everywhere. And I think like 
other arguably better games of the era like Mario 64 or Spyro um, they have these like obvious draw distances yeah. like you see the fog coming at you yeah. um, but in this game it's like they just knew that going in so they're like let's make the environment small so you're not going to notice mm-hmm. I think that's pretty cool it's a a game designed with the console's limitations in mind which yeah. I think is really cool um, Croc 2 looks scary um, <laughs> because I believe they did not do that for the sequel and the the draw distance is just like this black wall okay so maybe it's not black but like there's obvious fog mm-hmm. right and I, I understand the the goal of like making the levels bigger um but it kind of dates the game right yeah. it like it makes it feel you know superman 64 first silent hill and obviously the first silent hill is doing it with creative intention but yeah. all of which to say i think the first game uses its resources better than the sequel yeah i mean from how you describe it it seems like you know uh, the devs for Argonaut, there was a lot of developer kind of intuition about software they're running and what kind of technical things they were actually capable of. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it seemed like they had a good grasp of what they were doing, but I guess, you know, things <laughs> just did not pan out in several ways. Yeah. Well, it's also funny you say that because last last episode we talked about DirectX and how it's a bunch of different APIs. Yeah. So Microsoft was hoping to buy a 3D game rendering engine. So I guess a 3D game engine in the 90s that would be part of DirectX. Okay. And so they approached Argonaut. They're like, can we buy, it's called B-Render, I think. So it's the hmm. Croc engine, essentially. Yeah. They're like, can we buy the Croc engine to include in Windows? Mm. I don't know what happened, but Argonaut was just, it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And there's some quote, I forget what it was. I'll put it on screen, but someone at Microsoft was like, if you don't sell this to us, we are going to kill you. Like, Whoa. we're going to destroy your company. Wow. And there were only three major 3D game engines at the time because mm-hmm. it's the 90s, right? Yeah. Um, one of them was, of course, Renderware, which most people have heard of. The other mm-hmm. was B-Render. And then let me uh, pull up the other thing. B-Render, Render Morphix, and Renderware. Morphix, okay. Um, so Microsoft ended up buying Render Morphix instead, and that's mm. what's inside DirectX. It's called Direct3D. Okay. Renderware did pretty well. B-Render, Argonaut Software like filed for bankruptcy, and like mm. they were completely dissolved as of 2007. Yeah. So Microsoft was actually right. <laughs> the the company with billions of dollars won, as very they always evil, do. <laughs> very sad. So that's what happened to Croc and his little <laughs> engine. Um <laughs> So that's a little sad history. So really what happens is like what Argonaut is doing in the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s is very technically impressive. Mm -hmm. By the time it comes to Croc, I mean, this is the same year. This is actually a little bit after Quake comes out. This Mm -hmm. is around the era of things like Tomb Raider. And it's just really not that impressive of a game when you compare it to especially Mario 64, which had already been out for a year. Mm -hmm. Like this does not look better than Mario 64. Um, And it's... It's really a hard sell. You mentioned the controls. This game has tank controls, which oh, are for a platform, for a platformer, yeah. which Ugh. is a party. I uh, will say, yeah, in mild, in in medium defensive tank controls, mm-hmm. there was a Windows ninety five port of Croc, the mm-hmm. first one, mm-hmm. and it ran on anything. Uh-huh. Like they basically, because they're this graphics company, they actually released. I don't know the exact timeline on this, but the original PC version of Croc for Windows does not require DirectX, probably because a lot of Windows PCs did not have it yet. Mm. So they basically made their own rendering engine from the ground up just for Windows, and it's it's very efficient. And I had this, like, I don't know if you remember, I had this, like, Toshiba Windows 95 laptop oh, okay. with, like, 
I looked up the specs, like way under the system requirements for the first Croc. Mm-hmm. I think it has half the RAM you need to run Croc. <laughs> wow. And it was like fluid 3D gameplay, like ran really well at what I perceived at the time to be a high frame rate. Wow. Um, and obviously tank controls on a laptop aren't the worst thing in the world because, mm, yeah. you know, you only Arrow have four keys, L's. Yeah. yeah. So I will say the Windows 95 port of Croc was very impressive for the time. Mm-hmm. It ran on anything, even if you didn't have a video card. I had like a Pentium 1 laptop edition <laughs> card. So if you ever find yourself in a position where you have a Windows 95 PC without enough RAM, Croc is the game. Croc is going to be, you know, the new ubiquitous, like, Skyrim. You can play it on anything. I'm going to be playing Croc on my fridge. Like, that's that's the move now. Forget Skyrim. It's passe. Yeah. Bring a Croc back. (laughs) As we should. Yeah. Which, of course, brings me... To the conclusion, which is that there is an HD remake of Croc coming out yeah. from down the pipeline. Um, I would like to draw attention to something kind of cool, which is that up to the announcement of the official Croc remake, which we haven't heard anything about since yeah. July of this year, they announced mm-hmm. it. So it is real and it involves the the actual game designers. Mm-hmm. There was like a fan project that this YouTuber made. If we'll endure another ad for Royal Dutch Airlines, fittingly their their username is Croc is back. They are they are diehard Crocs, <laughs> Croc fans. I I appreciate that. Um, someone on YouTube was well, someone in real life who has a YouTube channel <laughs> was making like their own HD remake of Croc, and this looks like shockingly finished in the sense that I know this isn't like a level; it's just a test environment. Mm-hmm. But like the you know they got the run animations. This I think it's running in Unreal Engine. Seems like it's running okay. At one, at one point, they go over to this like bouncy thing, and it like yeah, it, it actually functions. Mm-hmm. So this is like an awful lot of work, and I you know from my perspective, knowing what I know about Unreal. It wouldn't take that long to take all these assets, which seem to be functional, mm-hmm. and just make levels out of them. Yeah. Um, but either way, once the actual Croc HD remake was announced, this person was like, "All right, we're going to cancel this. We're not yeah. going." So this didn't go anywhere. Sadly, it looks like very high effort. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was yeah. going to say, like, you know, Croc's little animations with his eyes and like kind of the the gradients of the shadows and how he reacts to everything, and even like the little. The Gobos guy in the corners, mm-hmm. like he has his own animations where yeah. he's just looking around. Like that's way too elaborate for yeah. for a collectathon. Just those little details. <laughs> it's crazy. It's very high effort. And like, yeah, there, there's something kind of dated about Croc as a premise, which main you know, it's possible that its nostalgia cycle is ready to come back. But mm. it was kind of this era of if you made a video game, you had to have a mascot. Yeah. Which I don't think we have anymore. Like it's not like I have I know there's like action figures, but I don't have like my plushie of like the main guy from last of us i don't have like a like it's not like call of duty you know call of duty the the stuffed animal so it's like this era you got tomb raider crash bandicoot spyro mario like and obviously sonic it kind of dates the game in a way like there's just something about a mascot especially for a game that like the first couple games sold pretty well obviously greatest hits but it didn't become this like blockbuster success There's like something extra sad about like a mascot that didn't work out. Yeah. Because it's like not only did you make a game, but you really tried to have like a Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah. It's one of the most dated. I think the funniest thing, as I'm sure you've seen, is like mm. all those articles where it's like, is Blinks the time sweeper going to kill Mario? Like Classic, yeah. There's just something like Voodoo Vince, all these like wannabe mascots. And I would lump Croc in with that. It's like, because Croc is essentially, as we know, a fake Yoshi. Like <laughs> it's it's really trying quite hard to have a mascot. And I don't know if it pans out yeah so i guess my conclusion is the inverse of what i had originally set out to make this video about so my my real conclusion is that 
Argonaut was a big player in the early 3D rendering scene for early like PC games and home consoles. Like mm-hmm. obviously like Star Fox is a tremendous achievement if we know anything about how limited the Super Nintendo is. Mm-hmm. It's it's full triangle polygons on yeah. a, a very limited console. Croc really is not a big achievement in 3D. It's certainly an achievement in in developers being realistic about what they're up against in resource management. Yeah. Everything about that game, it was designed to run well, and it does. But oh boy, the controls and the level design and the fact that it has tank controls a year after Mario 64, it's a hard sell. Mm. So my real conclusion is that the tech really isn't all that impressive. The game isn't super well designed, but I had fun playing it this time. I got like the sweaty palms action play, which hasn't happened to me, fun fact, since I played Wario Land Shake It on the Wii. And before that hadn't happened since I played Spyro 2 Ripto's Rage at <laughs> wow. Dan's house. So a few <laughs> names. quite a saga. A few name drops for you. But I Beautiful. got some of the jumps you have to make in Croc are very precise and the yeah. controls are not your friend. Mm-hmm. So I found that very fun. A lot of, you know, we don't get a lot of opportunities anymore to like replay a level over and over because it's like unfair. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. but you know. Hidetaka Miyazaki loves to put in some platforming <laughs> segments in the Souls games. There to, we go. You know, games that should not be designed to be platforms, yeah. but, you know, we just have to suffer through it anyway. Yeah, the, the best jumping controls is run and then untap a circle <laughs> and then tap it again. God. The best running controls. So, conclusion, I had fun with the gameplay of Croc this time. Did not find the graphics all that charming. So it's really less of a technical achievement, but coming from a company that is impressive in that regard. So anyway, um, I still hate Croc. (laughs) It's the theme of this video. Whoa. Let me chime in here and say, I feel like having heard a lot of this story now and getting so much background detail, I feel like it's such a like sad underdog like that like the game and argonaut like they're just trying to survive and make their lame little mario <laughs> knockoff and then microsoft's yeah. like fuck you die and yeah then it's just like everything goes to shit and yeah so now you know i, I think croc is giving me some pathos with this but <laughs> okay, you know fair. but also the you know it's a it's a goofy game but yeah you know, to to trail off on another little tangent, I think in a way we should bring back the mascot games. I think mm. because maybe I'm just out of touch as like a you know someone who grew up with the mascot games and everything. But I feel like it's just so weird the games kids are playing these days that don't have that kind of like kind of centralized identity and right. ubiquity that and. And also just the lack of platformers these days, too, because yeah. those were always like fun, kid oriented games that were like happy and uplifting. And now like mm. kids are playing Fortnite with like all these other licensed yeah. games and IPs and individuals. And it, it, you know, there's novelty to that kind of amalgamation and everything. But well, I appreciate you coming to Argonaut's defense. There are a lot of things to feel bad for Argonaut about. Mm. Microsoft crushed them deliberately <laughs> after warning them we're going to kill you. Yes. Also, Nintendo kind of screwed them over yeah. by not releasing Star Fox 2 for like 20 years. Yeah. That's unfortunate. That's mean. Um, <laughs> to your point, though, I think the mascot platformer, I'm not a huge fan of the mascot oh, in platforming, enough. but I think you make an interesting point, which is that, like, let's say the kids today are playing Roblox and Fortnite. <laughs> when I... <laughs> 
here's the story. I felt like buying some Nerf guns the other day because I'm an adult. <laughs> with those money. Uh, we with have money now. We can do the kid things. Yeah. I'm an emotionally maladjusted adult. I can buy Nerf guns. All the Fortnite merchandise mm-hmm. in, like, let's say, Toys R Us, mm-hmm. it's already not in the game by the time you go to Toys R Us. God, yeah. So it's like, because the thing's, obviously, Fortnite is cyclical, right? Yeah. Also, um, is a my, my partner's nephew is obsessed with Roblox. I plays it like six hours a day of Roblox. Someone got him like a, a Roblox action figure for, oh, yeah. uh, for his birthday or whatever. Wow. And the, the person who bought it was like, so who is that? And he's like, oh, I don't know. Because there's, there's no core branding. Yeah. There's no visual branding in, for, uh, in Roblox, right? Mm-hmm. Or at least it's inconsistent. And then all the content is user generated. So there's... Anyway, I, I hate Roblox for a variety of reasons, but <laughs> it is interesting to your point that some of these games that kids are playing now, you they're so like user generated and stochastic that mm. you can't have action figures. I guess uh, I guess our, our Croc video ends with me shitting on both Croc and Roblox, <laughs> which I think is <laughs> that's a Croc blocks. There, <laughs> Croc there blocks, the crossover that we deserve. <laughs> that would be a sight. <laughs> Anyway, so that's Croc. Thanks for watching, everyone. This has been Computer Lab Hijinks. Uh, Thanks for watching. Uh, All right, we got it.